Welcome back to the Movie Draft House. I'm your host, Mark. Joined by my co-host, Jeff. Welcome back uh, to the podcast. Week, whatever this is. Uh, episode 99. Whoa. How do you feel about that? That's crazy. 99. 99. Um, Nine red balloons. times. Oh, uh, to quote... Uh, Ferris yeah. Bueller's Day Off, but uh, yeah, sure. tell us about the music this week. No, hey, uh, before we get into what we watched this week. I'm chomping at the bit to get into this movie. We got music to plug, and music this month is brought to you by the alternative rock band Falling Through April with their song Over and Done, and we appreciate them allowing us to use their music here on the podcast. Uh, be sure to hit the show notes where you can uh, find links to all of their social media accounts as well as uh, so, some YouTube action, some Spotify links. Um, they're doing big things, and we appreciate them. Jeff. Yes, sir. What did we watch this week? Well, it is Bromance Month, and uh, this month, uh, well, this week, I should say, Mark selected The Banshees of Inna Sheeran from 2022, Oscar-nominated film uh, directed by Martin McDon. Not Donna, Donna. Donna. Yep. There we. Nope. There's no way at the end, but okay. <laughs> Starring Colin Farrell, Brennan Gleeson, uh, Carrie Condon, and Barry Keoghan. No, real quick. This movie was nominated for nine fucking Academy Awards. All right. I just yeah, want you. I, I, I just wanted like to put that out there that universally praised film, Banshees of Inisherin. Okay. I, why are you specifically going out to specify that? Because you didn't because like it's, this. Because it's it's no, it's nine. Like okay. this, all right, real quick. Best achievement in film editing. Best original screenplay. Best performance by an actor in a supporting role. Best who performance got, by an actor in a supporting role. Was that Gleason or that was Gleason and Barry Keoghan. Yeah. Uh, best achievement in directing. Best motion picture of the year. Best achievement in music written for motion pictures. Best performance by an actor in a leading role and best performance by an actress in a supporting role. This movie pretty much checked all the boxes on the Academy Awards. I will say, I think Barry Keoghan probably, I would not have been upset had he won for what he does in this movie. Um, I think all I the think performances are really good. In this all movie. of them are good. <laughs> His is exemplary, right? Like, you expect Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson to turn in their seasoned actors, right? Yeah. You expect it. Uh, and I have seen, because both Colin Farrell and Barry Keoghan were in a film called The Killing of a Sacred Deer, which is a wild-ass movie. Um, I like it and all, but he, he's good in that. And then he's slated to be the new Joker or something. I don't know. Like, I mean, he played he, the Joker at the end of... The Batman, Batman. Right, right. right? I don't know how I feel about that, but he the, he can act his ass yeah. off, and he does it in this movie. But before we do, and yeah. I'm not going to let this get too contentious, like okay. Western Month. Okay. I personally yeah. do not believe this is a bromance. Oh, well, what the fuck? Okay. Uh, tell me why this qualifies, then. Bro, the entire premise of the film is Colin Farrell's character wondering why Brendan Gleeson's character doesn't like him anymore because they had a bromance. Had. All right. Okay. Right. And, and the entire Before film Before the is, film is, started, 
and they and, had a bromance. Yes. You can't. This is one of those things. You remember space vampires? And I was like, you know what? The shit ain't vampires. And I just admitted, <laughs> hey, I fucked up. And then oh, the this- one where we're like, don't be on Earth. And I picked some shit that was on Earth. I was like, you know what? I fucked up. Mark, it's okay, right? No one's going to think less of you. a literal go, bromance gone wrong. You know what? I fucked up. It is not a bromance. It is a bromance. So if you go back and listen to the episode where you ask what that specifies, okay. and I said it's it's generally speaking two men meeting and uh, the development of their plutonic relationship. This is the okay. end of their plutonic relationship, okay. and it barrels into hate and despise and self-mutilation and they well i don't say they hate each other but they do by the end of the, no, film. the motherfucker tried to kill him he's hate they hate each other uh, they do but by the end at, of the film right at um, the end of the film the bromance is rekindled no it is not what are you outside of your i try you know mark i try to be civil yeah but there are times where you just refuse to admit you I'm fucked the, up, I, and I, I get fuck it. Up. You picked this film having yeah, fallen asleep in the first 30 minutes, which I can understand I, why it's a very quiet it, film it, it, tonally. It's a very dialogue film. And it's um, it's something that would be very easy to relax to, at least at the beginning, and fall asleep. This is not a bromance. If you go and look at our other films this month, yeah, all of them are about two, pe- two male friends that meet... And it's the the beginning and the development of their relationship. Okay, we we never established that we did. our our films Go back have listen. to be two dudes that meet. I said time. that. Okay, you can go back and listen. So you, and then are you the said, only one no, that gets and this is where and this is where I knew you were going to do some shit. Okay, again, I'm trying, but you you you're pulling it out of me. This is where I knew you were going to pull some shit, because if you go back and listen to the end of the Prey episode, you go, oh, two guys working on their relationship. And I went, oh, God, you're going to find a way to fuck this up, because you <laughs> even at that point, I knew you didn't get it. You didn't know right. like you had this movie in mind and you're like, fuck it, I'm just doing this regardless of the theme. And no, you just, I mean, it fits. It all right. All right. Not all right. It, now, is it okay. a story of a male plutonic relationship? I will agree. But they don't like each other. Brendan Gleeson in the entirety of the film, we don't even get to see them be friends. They're never friends in this film. The 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 On chasm screen, has already correct. started. Yes. Right? And so that's why I would argue, in my opinion, that this is not a bromance. Because what is bromance a portmanteau of? Bro and romance. Right? <laughs> okay. Yes. And there's no romance of two friends here. It's not happening. Wait a minute. And if we go back it's, to RRR, okay. a film that you picked that yeah. I loved and will yeah. probably be my number one film come the end of the year, <laughs> they meet and they have a bromance. That damn montage yeah. is the most bromancy thing I've ever seen. Yeah. What other movies did we watch this week? Uh, we watched uh, Hear No Evil, See No Evil. Those two guys yeah. met. And they became friends and they filled each other's, you know, on can't see and one. And that's like the most literal bromance. And then, of course, we're going to do I Love You Man next week, which that's the, it's it is a bromance. This is a standout in the sense that it does not fit 
with those other three films this month. Okay, I won't deny that it is not a literal bromance film. Okay, we can now talk about the film The Banshees of Inishirin, Um, a not-bromance film from the year 2022. Um, And we've talked about it before. It's the return of the the couple from Imbruge, um, that being um, about said Will Ferrell, but what I mean to say is Colin Farrell and Brendan yes. Gleeson. So why did you uh, select this film, establishing the fact that we already know what it isn't, but you picked it for a reason, you had started it, yeah. and you thought it'd be something we'd enjoy? So um, I, I knew the plot uh, just simply because I'm, I'm tied into film Twitter and... Um, it is, uh, very decorated as far as, aw- uh, awards and award nominations, um, from the, uh, the award circuit that just completed here, uh, as the time we're recording as, uh, as a film about two former friends, um, and, uh, Colin Farrell's character is trying to figure out why Brendan Gleeson does not like him anymore. And, um, I had, I had attempted to watch this film uh, before when it came to HBO Max. Uh, and it was late at night, and I think I, I told this story in the podcast already, but um, it was late at night, and I just, I fell asleep. Um, yeah. It's because it's And a, at the time, I gave you some shit, because I'm like, oh, God, like, yeah. if, you, if you can't stay awake for the movie, is this going to be good? Wa- yeah. Having watched it, Yes, I completely understand why you would have fallen asleep at at least at the beginning. Now, when it starts to get towards that climax near the end, it it's quite no um, tense I, and, and it'd be tough to. But the 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 movie is very quiet and calm. It's in the it Scottish is. countryside, Irish, uh, Irish. Sky. Pardon me, I don't know. Whatever, who cares? <laughs> but you know, you've got the sweeping hills and all the stone walls, and it's just a beautiful film, and it's kind of at least at the beginning, kind of relaxing to watch. It, it um, is it, it, it is a film that uh, showcases uh, these 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 long shots of um, countryside across uh, you know um, looking out over water. It is it's it's, it's a beautiful film honestly. Um, yes, absolutely. And it is uh, it does, and it and it's it's it takes place in the 1920s, and it's in the mid. Uh, the the film is set in the midst of uh, this Irish Revolution or Civil War, I guess. Um, is it a civil war or a revolution? I, I think they. I think I guess they, it would be technically a civil war because right, they're they, revolting think, against the the British. Yeah, Barry Keoghan's character refers to it as civil war. Okay, um, at some point, but um, you know. I, the, watching this film now, and um, I made it a point to put everything down is because after it got a bunch of nominations for all these Academy Awards, I was like, "Oh, people really love this film." So let me let me dial in and like actually pay attention. Like like I was, I was I'm in the movie theater. I paid money to see yeah. this, so let me put my phone down. Let me um let me get some popcorn and I watched this um you know earlier this week uh, with no distractions and I can I can say that this film is one of the most weird films 
the weirdest films I've I've seen in a, quite a while. Okay. Um, but it's also a film that stayed with me for a while after I finished it. Um, yeah, because RRR is a weird film in the most wonderful way. Sure. This is weird in a different way. Um, it's not quite as weird as the aforementioned Killing of a Sacred Deer or The Lobster, both of which star Colin Farrell. Yeah. Um, but it is bizarre. Um, yeah, it's yeah. It, it is. It um, it's and, also and, heartbreaking at moments. Yeah. Colin yeah. Farrell is is quite a sympathetic character through the bulk of the film. Uh, and then there there there's the kid you know played uh, by Barry Keoghan who is annoying yet has the saddest tale of all yeah and his sister and it's just a uh, so i was didn't want to jump right into the themes but the themes around this movie are around loneliness yeah and uh you know at the start of the film you know brendan gleason very much just wants to be left the fuck alone right just all i really want and he, he doesn't wants actually to want lonely. to be alone he just doesn't want he specifically doesn't want Colin Farrell around. Right. Because once Colin Farrell goes, he makes other friends at the bar and starts uh, teaching music and stuff like that. And he's wanting that time back so he can invest in art and all this other stuff. Well, Colin Farrell, by the end of the film, becomes very lonely. You know, he loses all of his friends and uh, his family even and a pet. Yeah. And you know it's it's heartbreaking to watch it go down that way and then he becomes a different person once everyone's left him you know like the things keeping him good yeah was not being alone yeah and, and once he had nothing left he he he's no longer this kind person you know like there's a line in the film my name is whatever the character's name is uh Padre. And I am good, or I am nice, you yeah. know, and yeah. that's like how he identifies himself. I'm, I'm a nice guy, and he is, until he doesn't have anyone left. So there was, um, there's different points in this film, and and Colin Farrell's so good in it. Um, this is one of my favorite performances from him, and yeah. a long list of incredible acting from him. This might be my favorite uh, as far as his performance. It's 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 subdued, but it's emotional, um, and you know he's uh, at towards the end of the film he's he's angry, but it's not like this like demonstrative anger. It's this quiet, subtle anger, and um, yeah, he doesn't scream. No, he and, which and, makes him more chilling, right? Right, and and because. He does- when he's he, when he's pretending to be angry, right? He's screaming and he's stamping his feet. And, you know, moving the chair around and, and, and giving Brennan Gleason what for. And then when he's actually angry, he's extremely quiet yeah. and deliberate. Yeah. I um, This is one of my favorite uh, Colin Farrell's performances. And um, he he is the catalyst in every every at every turn. And then when him and Gleason are having their um their meetups is because we don't get it 
all that often where they both have dialogue in the same same yeah because the the whole premise is they he wants colin farrell to leave him alone right. so a bulk of the film colin farrell's not even around him right and but when they get together man those scenes are so good and um brendan gleason's kind of just like defeated um outlook on their friendship and you know <laughs> it's kind of brutal how he does it. It is. Though. It like, is, and, and, and not and, even getting into the the mutilation part, but just the you know the earliest scene. He's like, "Hey, man, you know," and Colin Farrell throughout again most of the movie, he's just trying to be his friend. Like he's like, uh you know, hey, he doesn't want to come to the pub with him, and that never happens. You get right. the sense that they've been doing this every day. They go to the pub. And they get a pint every yeah. day for however many years. And this one day, his friend just, that's when we come in onto the film, just doesn't want to do it anymore. And he's like, did I do something to offend you? Just let me know. Like, if I hurt your feelings, I'll apologize. I'll make it right. And he's like, no, you didn't do anything. And he's like, oh, and you see his countenance brighten. He's like, I just don't like you anymore. And the acting from Colin Farrell in that moment is superb. Yeah. Like and, the, the way his countenance changes and, and it's so brutal to just, be, I just realized I don't like you anymore. I don't know that there's anything that could have been more hurtful to say, right? Like nothing about you changed. Like it'd be different. It's like you offended me and I don't want to talk to you anymore. And you could point at something. You talk about my mom, whatever. Yeah. But it is, he's like, no, nothing about you has changed. I just realized I don't like you. And it's like, oh, well, fuck you too. Well, you know? Calvin Farrell even says, he goes, well, he liked me yesterday. Yeah. Um, and, and, and Brendan Gleeson was like, yeah, but I just woke up today and I don't like you today. And, yeah. um, and, and, and Brendan Gleeson is so stoic in this film. He's having um, like a late life crisis or something. Yeah. It, but like he, he wants, and he even tells, uh, Colin Farrell's character, he goes, you know, I only have so many days left. And, and Colin Farrell goes, oh, you, are you, are you dying? <laughs> And and Brendan Gleeson was like, nope, <laughs> I just yeah. don't want to be your friend anymore. And it's such a subtle, simple premise. And the way that the story is told, where um, Colin Farrell gets to kind of act out this this mystery. And it is, and 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 the movie is uh, because at every time that these two characters get together in a scene, and it's only a couple times or a few times throughout the movie, every time they got together, I was like, "Oh, he's going to tell him why he doesn't want to be his friend anymore," and he never does. And and, and it's he but it does. It's, well, he, he does, but it's, it's very. He's, and again, it's like the worst way to do. He's like, but it's not you're fulfilling dull, to the. And viewer. I don't want to waste my time with you anymore because right. i want to make music and do art and i just can't have you being a part of that but it's but like you as the viewer me as the viewer like i found myself going oh that's got to be a bullshit excuse you know nobody nobody just wakes up one day and is like i don't want to be your friend anymore and doesn't have this like absolute reason and that that the ambiguity of this film is superb um, is because there there is this like every time that they were together, I was like, oh, we're gonna find out that Colin Farrell like fucked his fucked his mom or some shit. Damn. Um, <laughs> the movie wasn't why. dark enough for you. You wanted that, <laughs> but like, 
But like every time they got together, I was like, oh, we're going to find out the actual real reason. Not some made up bullshit that Brendan Gleeson's character just like said off the cusp. Um, and and what's what's marvelous is that we never do. And because we're I just, think what he says is the truth. Right. No, I, 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 I agree. Like, but I don't it's think not convincing any other... because because Colin Farrell's character can't get behind it. It's because Colin Farrell's so good in the role that he convinces the audience that there is no good reason that Brendan well, Gleeson shouldn't even... want to be his friend anymore. <laughs> well, I think he, and that's true because frankly, just being dull, honestly, is not enough of a reason. Like, you had something before. Right. Like, I mean, I can understand growing apart or, you know, and that just happens. Like, especially yeah, life if takes you get you in married separate directions and-, and, and your other friends are single. You tend to see them a little less. And that's right. That's normal. But this is just like a brutal severing of a friendship. Yeah. And it, which and it adds is- to the bizarreness of it. Right. It is. Almost like. Why they're split up isn't the point. Correct. And and then we when we get when the film gets to the self mutilation aspect of why Brendan Gleason like Brendan Gleason gives him this ultimatum like, hey, either you leave me alone or every time you bother me, I'm gonna cut off one of my fiddle fingers and and I'm 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 gonna give it to you. And you know, and uh Colin Farrell is just like, oh, okay and like he doesn't believe him and he he interacts with Brendan Gleeson again, and Gleeson goes home and uses. He so that cheers. interaction is the drunk scene. Like, uh, he, he, there's moment Brendan Gleeson even is like, I prefer him when he's been drinking. You know, he's feisty. At least he does something, and he gets drunk one day and he tells Brendan Gleeson off. And uh, and among it, he also there's this whole subplot with the police officer who also uh, physically and sexually abuses his son, who is played by uh, Barry Keoghan. And there's the subplot, because he calls him out, he's like, why are you, you know, you don't want to hang out with me, I'm nice, like, but you'd rather hang out with this guy who beats his son and then fiddles with him. Yeah. Uh, and that is enough for him to be like, all right, I'm cutting a finger off. And he thunks it at the front door, <laughs> like just throws it in your thump. And yeah. And so like, finger. but so like the bizarreness of the film grows in that moment because uh, Brendan Gleeson's character has told uh, Colin Farrell that, hey, I want to spend more of my time with music and, and, and playing music and all this. And then he willingly cuts off his fingers of his fiddle fiddle hand or violin. I don't know what that was. Um, Just saying, I think a violin and a fiddle are r- relatively similar. They Again, are similar. But I'm talking same. out of my ass, but I think they <laughs> relatively are. Um, but and so like I, I struggled with that aspect of the film is because I was like, I was like, dang. Brendan Gleeson told him early on in the film that, hey, I just want to I want to focus on the time I have left, music and this and that. And then he willingly chooses to cut his fingers off every time that Colin Farrell comes around. And the fingers that he's cutting off are the ones he uses to play music with. And so I was like, that's very 
it's an it's an odd storytelling choice is because well, it's, and that's it's, when the the movie really gets turned on its head and and like you said it's it's listed as a comedy and a drama and there are funny moments but as you get further on in the film it gets less and less funny and more and more dark and then yeah. when he starts cutting fingers off that's when it's like and then even then well, uh, Colin Farrell's like, ah, well, I'll just bring this back to him. And his sister's <laughs> like, are you an idiot? You know, uh, I'll, so, I'll take it back to him. And he, at that point, Brendan Gleeson says, well, next time I see him, I'm cutting off the other four. And and um, we, haven't, we haven't even mentioned Carrie Condon's uh, character as... Uh, Siobhan. Uh, Siobhan, uh, uh, Colin Farrell's sister in the film. Mm-hmm. And they live together... And um, she is feisty. She is kind of his 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 caretaker. Not, I mean, not caretaker, but like she's she is that confidant. big. Yeah, but she's also that big sister, and um, and like the 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 theme of loneliness um comes out in her is because we find out that she's attempting to leave the island and go to the mainland. Um, well, I think she doesn't decide that. Until all this shit really starts going down, and yeah, but but she's crying in the bed. Um, yeah, that's true. You know, and then like what really gets her is when the cop is like, "No one likes you," right? And that's right. really sort of the breaking point. We're like, "Well, fuck, I'll leave then." Right, Just my ass. And and so like, but it is it is Carrie Condon that really to me, um, brings every like little uh, little web of this film together is because she's she's the one that um that goes to the pub um and was like hey what's your problem with my brother and uh and Brendan Gleason tells her he's like he's like I just don't like him anymore and she's like well there's got to be a reason and he's and he's like well I just you know I just he's don't kind of dull right and so then that theme of dullness and there's a there's a point in the film where uh i forget who it is but they kind of talk about and it, it's uh colin farrell and maybe barry Ke- barry keoghan's character but they talk about oh no, no i'm sorry it's colin farrell and his sister and they're talking about what's the difference between dull and dim and um and and they decide that barry keoghan's character is dim and to me dim is in this film equal to maybe yeah, some mental retardation type stuff. Um, and dull is just being boring and like not, not, you know, fun. Um, but at the same time, I wonder like after that conversation in the film, I was like, I wonder if this film is trying to make the case that Colin Farrell's character is also dim. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't, he gets defensive about being called stupid. He does many and, times, but and, and but like and at the same time, he is. Um, he showcases some of that autistic, uh, you know, personality type uh, qualities to his to him, and and I just I wondered and like. And I think that I mean that's that's probably good acting, but um, like Barry Keoghan's character is very clearly not all there, um, 
half the time he's well, drunk and the other, the he's other been time abused like right but <laughs> the, but, the, but the same time he can't defend himself you know and and but Colin Farrell's character kind of blurs that line a little bit and I just thought because how he treats the donkey um and how he treats uh just everybody he's very he's very pleasant um even the the first scene of the movie, he's like the, the he waves at the copper, says hey to the, the the police officer, and he's like that motherfucker never says anything back. Um, I just like I found myself wondering. I wonder if we're meant to be, meant to believe that Colin Farrell's character is um, a bit off or a bit um, you know not all there. And I think it. I think the film does a good job of leaving that ambiguity to to the viewer. Um, at the same time, is because he's very fixated on this uh, this friendship, and, or this former friendship, and he's then he's then he's very fixated on killing this dude. And so it's like, okay, I got you. Um, I don't. I don't know. It 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 is it it is a film that has stuck with me, and I watched this in its entirety two days ago um, as it's, as we're recording. And it's stuck with me since. And I'm like, oh, man. You know, I have a lot of questions, and I have, and there, there's no answers to them. Um, but I think that's a sign of a good film. Uh, let's talk about a scene that I think is kind of one of the pivotal scenes is when uh, after he's been estranged from his friend and he has a conversation with Barry Keoghan and he's like maybe I do need to be you know like you are angry and he said he kind of liked you that way and so Colin Farrell's like okay I'll he busts into his house he's pretending to be angry he's slamming things and he sits down and he insults him and then like they actually have a conversation where he's like how's your song going uh, you know, I bet it's pretty like, and you can tell that uh, there, at least the way I interpreted it, Brendan Gleeson's sort of softening now. He's like, oh, well, I mean, if he's taking this interest in the things that I'm interested in, you know, he even says, hey, can we go to the pub? And he's like, yeah, go ahead. Now, at that point, I'm thinking maybe he is kind of on board, like his body language and tone kind of makes me think that. Brennan Gleason's kind of, you know, cooling this. But then, of course, you know, Will, uh, keep wanting to say Will Farrell. Colin Farrell says, Oh, yeah, your student? I told him his dad got hit by a bus yeah. and he left, but uh, <laughs> no big deal now. And. The dog, yeah, it, the dog grabs the shears and goes once Colin Farrell leaves. Oh, the that's house, true. The dog so grabs the shears and goes you, outside. Do you think that had he not confessed and I, to sending that student away, that maybe this changes a little? I, I think so because, like, like you said, that that scene was Brendan Gleeson going. I mean, even just the di- the, the 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 little dialogue and the the look on his face is like, oh, this is a uh, this is this is that lovable guy that I was friends with. And you know, the their conversation was, you know, it was it was warm and, and it was light, but it was warm and um you know, Colin Farrell's you know, he's like, Oh, I bet you I bet you it's good. 
uh, talking about the song that uh, Brendan Gleeson's character wrote. And I, I just, I, I really love like all of their interaction together, even when they were angry at each other was just so good. And I wanted more of that. And I know the film didn't want to give me more of that, but like that scene where, you know, he busts in and he's, he's pretending to be angry. Like you said, and then, and then he's like, oh, hey, dog. And he's like petting the dog. And then he sits in the chair. Well, he has to stop himself. Right. Because even in that moment, he's still nice, right? Like the dog comes up. He's like, hey, puppy. He, oh, no, I'm mean now. I'm angry. I'm right. different. Right. Yeah. Because he and then, you know, later on in the movie, when he does become mean, you know, he doesn't have any pretense. He's like, I'm not going to kill a dog. You've, you're the only good thing about this guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I kind of was wondering, like, if maybe they could have worked something out. Like, they could... Uh, both of them are terrible at relationships. Yes. Like, the fact that he can't just be like, hey, man, I need some space. You know, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. You could just be like, hey, man, I need a break. I need some space. I want to write the song and teach these students. So maybe we go to the pub once a week as opposed to every day, yeah. you know, and just kind of work it out and, and, and have a relationship. But nope, we're done. And Colin Farrell kind of does the same. He, he doesn't know how to work the relationship either because he's like, oh, you want me to be mean? I, I can pretend, you know, it, it's I, interesting. And uh, I, th- I think that's um, that's meant to showcase how close their relationship was before the movie started and you know just how uh i get the feeling it wasn't that close though i mean i think like it obviously meant more to colin farrell but you get the feeling that maybe it was just beers at the pub and that's it right you know like which would also play into perspective of of relationships and then that might be a microcosm of of the film but you know how sometimes we as people uh we have interactions with like say our coworkers, and we're like oh we're good friends and then you know we see we see our coworkers out in the real life outside Ooh, of work go down a different aisle of the grocery right, store right oh, but yeah, i'm out of here <laughs> and so I, I think i think that's probably meant to play into like maybe some some larger messaging um but I, I do think that uh, Colin Farrell, 100%, pr- uh, he he viewed his relationship with Brendan Gleeson's character as pro- way more uh, personal than Brendan Gleeson did. And, but at the same time, you know, they have no, like... Uh, Colin Farrell has no problem like going in his house and so that all that made me think that you know maybe their relationship was very close and personal and this is a uh, in Brendan Gleeson's decision to stop being friends is very culture shocking to uh, to Colin Farrell's character and that he just doesn't know how to cope with it he doesn't know how to do this is because this is completely out of the norm. And um, and the film's theme of isolation uh, is just magnified by like different turns in the film where 
we get uh, cannon uh, sounds or gunshots in the distance, and and there's little um, little dialogue about oh you know hey that's coming from the mainland where they're having you know a civil war or whatever. And it, and we never get to see any of that. But we're meant to, we're meant to feel the isolation of the people on this island, um, you know, that are, um, I guess, absolved. For, not maybe not absolved. Sorry, right I think it's just the island is is not important enough, right? And and and, and the people on these much like the characters and and the right and the people on this island, um. You know, their stories maybe don't matter all that much, and that's why this is such a simplistic story. Uh, but it, but we're meant to feel that, hey, the simplistic story means a lot. Um, and I think it's conveyed perfectly. And uh, and then when, you know, the, the relationship Colin Farrell's character has with Jenny, the, the miniature horse or donkey or whatever it is, um, man, it killed me. Um, killed the donkey, but... Um, <laughs> we should talk about how this donkey bites it. <laughs> Chokes on a so, fat, a fat after his storming into his house and sending his friend away. Uh, Brandon Gleason chops off as he promised his other four fingers and throws them at the front door. And you know, you know what I would have done? What? That I would have kept going back till he had <laughs> nothing but a torso, and I had to lug him around town. You know, like. Fuck you, bro. Wear like, like are you backpack. seriously going to tell me you're going to chuck fingers at me? Like, you're going to mutilate yourself? Fuck you. Like, and it's kind of like. Yeah, why do I care? The heightened nature of the story, even. It's not even a heightened story because it's a very simple story. Yeah. But it's heightened these, like, the stakes for yeah. no reason. It's like, I don't like you anymore. Oh, and there's you don't get that reason. And then the fingers adds to the whole like, damn, it's not that serious. And so it kind of the movie is very serious and at times funny, but the it kind of throws me off of being like, okay, what is this? Like similar to the lobster. But I think the lobster is a lot more deliberately a comedy than this is. Yes, well, yeah, I agree. Um, because I think that this is so much more dark in a lot of ways. Like, I mean, the movie glosses over incest and child abuse. Yeah, it just like, oh yeah, he that character that keeps coming back and never you know, pays for his sins or anything. He's just a guy in town and, you know, we get to see the kid, you know, and all the hurt he goes through and the kid ends up killing himself. Yeah. You know, um, it's just like, it's such a weird movie. And I, I can't put my finger on where, this kind of goes awry for me a little bit. I think from scene to scene, like each scene in a bubble is like great, but there's just some element of it that just keeps it from sinking in as being real and a, a tangible thing to follow. And it's not the performances. I think it's just these weird plot, like deliberate plot choices 
of the whole finger cutting and then he's going to burn his house down and even so much as saying you know hey I, that makes a square you burnt my house down i killed your donkey he's like no had you stayed inside that would have made a square and it's what? just like so okay unrealistic I think- and i think that that takes me out a bit and like if i compare it to the lobster which everything the premise is unrealistic and the characters are unrealistic and they punish the one the one guy by putting his hand in a toaster it's just so stupid that i'm kind of on board i think this is a good movie i i'm missing something that i can't put my finger on and and i i just think it's the plot choices because Everything else is fantastic. I uh, so at 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 different turns in this movie, you're kind of jarred to being like, wait, what? Um, and I I I agree with you to a sense of like the the plot choices and the storytelling decisions that are made in the film can be. Um, just like, you're like, wait a minute, why, you know, like, why would he cut off his fingers? Um, why would why he not start with your toes? Right. I think it would be just as effective and you could still play the fiddle. Yeah. Right. And cut that's a toe off and chuck so, it at his front. So door. like the stakes are, are already high, um, based on what the characters have said to each other. And then. You know, well, then we get these like these subtle scenes that are just perfect where um, Colin Farrell's character is interacting with his donkey, Jenny. And like er, uh, early on the film where uh, we see that he's got a soft spot for the donkey when he lets it into the in, into the house. Yeah, he keeps. Yeah, he's like a kid letting the. Yeah. The and outside he, he, pet in. Right. He he wakes up very early in the morning. Um, you know, Carrie Condon's character is still asleep. And he lets the donkey in. And then, like, there's this, like, kind of long, far-off shot of uh, the donkey kind of galloping um, after after uh, uh, Colin Farrell's character. Um, and it's just... It's, it, it's very... It's very... It, it's almost romantic. Um, they're their interactions together is because you can tell that he, that Colin Farrell's character really loves this donkey. He's not fucking the donkey though. No, okay. he's not fucking Let's the donkey. Clear. He's not, this he's not Leonardo DiCaprio movie, and the bear. Fortunately, okay. Bestiality um, doesn't come into play, <laughs> but, but you can tell that he, I mean, it, it, the, the relationship with the donkey is, is very real and it, it is very much a real um, force in the film. And that's why the final act well, it gets so to where believable. the donkey's all he has, right? His right. sister's moved away. His right. best friend hates his guts. And right. And, and then and his then, donkey choked on a finger. Right. And and I just like that whole scene where he comes home and the horse is kind of like acting weird. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing? And and then he discovers the donkey is dead um, on the backside of the house. And then he realizes that the donkey has something in his mouth. And it's a... Brendan Gleeson finger and like at that moment you're like oh what the fuck Brendan Gleeson why well, Brendan Gleeson didn't choke him 
No, but he threw the fingers at the he, door and the donkey right, and the ate donkey the finger. Ate them, right. It wasn't right. a deliberate. Like, no, it wasn't deliberate. Like, and, and you and, get these moments where Brendan Gleeson is like a big brother to yes, one hundred percent, specifically 100%. around the police officers, yes. like bullying him. And Brendan Gleeson will like uppercut his ass. It's great. Well, you know, Brendan Gleeson puts him. Uh, you know, uh, Colin Farrell gets his ass beat by the police officer, and then Brendan Gleeson kind of helps him up. Puts him on the on the uh, the the horse cart, and you know, kind of accompanies accompanies him home, and and you're like, oh man, this is this is sweet. And then like, and Colin Farrell is crying, um, you know, in this ride home is because he, he, you know, this is it symbolizes that hey, this this dude really cares about me, but he doesn't want to spend any time with me. Um, and, well, and I think that's like the realization. In that moment where, you know, he's taking him home after he got beat up and he's hoping in that moment, like, maybe this will do it. And it's clear Brennan Gleason is not, you know, swaying here that he kind of that's when he breaks down. Yeah. And 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 it's and it's it's very emotional and and it's raw. And I just like, man, I, I the 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 weirdness and bizarreness of the film aside. This film is, in my opinion, excellent because of the performances. And the performances elevate this film so much. But it but like the performances are also accompanied by this this great cinematography and um and and the edit the sweeping like just the shots of just countryside and and the the one the one scene where little little donkey Jenny is galloping after Colin Farrell, um, it's just everything about this film. It was just like I loved, one hundred percent. I loved this film, and uh, I, I I I can I can get I get where you're coming from. It's like hey, there was something missing. I don't know what it was, but it it didn't like. Two and two plus two didn't make four for me. You know, I get that. Um, but man, this this is a good fucking film. I, I I agree. It's really good. Like, and it is unlike something you'll ever watch. There's nothing else quite like it. Uh, it may or may not work for a lot of people. Um, yeah. but as you said, the performances are a ten out of ten. The, the 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 way the film looks is a 10 out of 10 i just it i don't know and i can't and like i said i can't put a, a firm finger on it other than the the plot being weird and it is on kind of purpose that it's these heightened unrealistic stakes and then it it's funny in moments but then it deals with suicide and child abuse sort of off the cuff uh, I, and I think deliberately, you know, um, there's a scene where, uh, Barry or Derry or Larry, what's his name? Uh-huh. Keoghan, Barry Keoghan, <laughs> Barry Keoghan. Yeah. He essentially wants to date, uh, you know, his Carrie Condon's character. Yeah. Shoban. And she's like, you know, no, not really. And she's very graceful and kind about it. And he's like, okay, I, I, I guess I'll be off to do that thing 
I was going to do over there by the mountain. And in the way it's delivered, it feels like he's just kind of making something up to get out of the conversation. But in my opinion, that's the point where he decides, okay, I'm just going to end it, you know? Yeah. And it's not explored at all. And, and I get it. No, I don't. But, (laughs) um, like, cause that character is so compelling throughout the whole film and well and, and, and the way i think what makes Barry he's Kiel- lonely yes and, but they don't ever they don't explore his loneliness is because every time we see him he's either bruised or he's drunk and 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 we know that he's bruised because his dad beats him and we know he's drunk is because his dad beats him and um i just think like his character is so compelling as this, like, you know, not friend of of either one of these dudes, but uh, close enough to where they care about him, and and we even get a, a whole we even get a whole section of the film devoted to you know a line being drawn in the sand of in in Barry Keoghan's character's um, you know decision making, and. And it's and it's uh, his dad beats him, and he goes to Colin Farrell, and he's like, "Hey, can I just stay at your house tonight?" And Colin Farrell's like, "Yeah." And then his sister was like, "But only tonight." And then they have dinner, and Barry Kilgan's acting creepy. Uh, he's to- bizarre in that scene, right. and he has a trouble with relate. Like the whole movie, like the only person who has a grasp on relationships is his sister where she seems to have the ability to understand relationships and yeah. try to work through them. And then there's like the guy in the audience like, nobody likes you. And it, it seems to be somewhat clear other than, you know, Barry Keoghan's character and her, her brother, but everyone on the Island sucks. Like, yeah, Brendan Gleeson's an asshole. I mean, the guys at the bar seem okay, I guess. But the cop is the worst kind of person. The priest is terrible. And then the lady, oh, the priest is bizarre in his own way. <laughs> and then the lady who runs like the oh, she's post terrible. office shop, she's yeah. opening the mail. You never bring me any fucking news, you know. And, yeah. uh, she's awful. And it's like, no wonder she, the sister wants to leave. I would too. She's like the ground level of normalcy. The only thing that's normal in the movie is her. Yeah. And the, like when her brother is hurting because of his relationship, she's the one to kind of go over and be like, what the fuck's going on? You know, like she knows how to have those conversations. And uh, it just. Yeah. yeah I, I don't I, know where I, I was going with that. No, but I, I mean, the, those are good points is because everybody on the island sucks. And we now realize why Carrie Condon's character wants to leave the island and why she was entertaining the the prospects in the first place. And and Colin Farrell's character isn't I don't want to say he's not smart enough, but he's he's just not he's I don't know. Um he's just I not, don't know what you're saying either. No, but I I, I don't want to call him dumb because some certain points in the film he's like he's making choices that I'm like okay that's that's a that's a logical choice i i understand where he's coming from in that moment and then other times when you know when the donkey dies 
I'm just like, oh, this dude, he's going to fucking go off. And he tells um, Brendan Gleeson, he goes, I'm, I'm t- tomorrow at 2 o'clock, you're going to yeah. die. <laughs> That's like my favorite scene. It doesn't even say that. He's yeah. just like, the. it's not even a threat. You know, it's, hey, you killed my fucking donkey. And uh, so tomorrow at 2 o'clock, I'm going to burn your house down. Uh, I don't want to hurt your dog, so please leave the dog outside. Right, right. Uh, but I am burning it down whether you're in it or not. And it's a promise, and he goes through with it the next yeah. day, and, you know, it's crazy. But, like, even the scene when he's burning the house down, and he goes back to look at the window and take uh, one of the logs away from the window, that showcases that, hey... I I I I care about you, um, and so maybe I'm not really trying to kill you. I'm just trying to like prove my point. Um, so come out this window if you're going to stay alive, and and lo and behold, uh, Brennan Gleason is like, I don't want to die, so I'm going to go out this fucking window. We don't see him go out the window, um, which is I didn't notice that because that when they get to the last scene of the movie, he's like, yeah. you should have. If you wanted to get even, you should just stay in the house and die right. in the fire. But right. I'm like, well, you let him out, right? Like, but the, the, that's the thing is that I think that showcases that uh, Colin Farrell. If you say showcase one more time. I'm gonna say showcase. You'll have said it again. Yes, you're one right. more time. Um, the film makes it a point to kind of leave that open of. Hey, this is the last uh last opportunity in this film for these two characters to find some common ground. And I think the last scenes in the film do that. They uh they establish that hey, Brennan Gleason didn't really want to die. Uh Colin Farrell didn't really want to kill him. And they find some common ground dialogue and they're just like, "Okay, and they go their separate ways. But we're left to wonder, are they going to see each other again tomorrow? And I just think that's a really awesome way to end that film. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about this. Do you recommend it? Absolutely, man. This is, I really enjoyed this film. And um, I think it's one of the, the, the best films I've seen in a while. Because it doesn't... It's, it's, it's so bizarre but in a great way um it's held together by the storytelling choices and the performances and just how how great the film looks um the scenery and everything everything about this film is just really good and even when i was like man i don't know where this film is going i was glued in because of all those things and um you know, I, I I'll watch it again at some point, and I'll probably go, man, I'm really on the side of Colin Farrell's character, or I'm really on the side of Brendan Gleeson's character. And I think that's the mark of a good film is where you can watch it and, and gain different perspectives um, from from the, the the performances. And and this one, I can say that uh, I really really enjoyed because of the way it left me feeling at the end. And I'm not going to recommend it. So oh, what the fuck? I, I, I can do whatever the hell I you want. You absolutely can. Um, so 
Now, do you want to explain? Because I'm going to have you explain it. Because I explained last month's theme okay. and it went poorly. Uh, not the explaining, but the comprehension on. Anyway, would you like to explain uh, what next month's theme is going to be? Yeah. So next month, um, because uh, next episode we're going to get the we're going to be drafting. Uh, next month we are going to um, watch. Uh, films that take place in alternate timelines or different universes. Yeah. All right. We'll see how this goes. Um, you, you are very down on the theme, and I don't, I, I don't, I don't enjoy know that. that many. I mean, because you'll be like, "Well, technically, this is fiction, and all fiction is an alternate." You know. I already got a movie picked out. Right. Really I know you do. About. You've got like tons of I, movies picked out. No, I don't. Just fucking... one. Literally just one. Um, but I'm going to see what I can do. You know, but I'm going to see what kind of shit they got from the 70s. Because yeah, I'm, I'm, sure I'm going to pick are. the oldest movie yet. Yeah. Because I, I haven't taken this to the 70s yet. I know. It's it's the greatest thing about this podcast is that how old can we get films to be? And <gasps> I just thought of one. Oh, and I had just watched it too. But anyway, go ahead. You know, yeah. um, uh, we're gonna, uh, we're please gonna watch... don't pick. Uh, please don't pick yesterday. The one where the Beatles don't exist. I, don't I mean, know. you can do I don't you know want. what I don't know what that film is. Okay. Um, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna watch alternate timeline uh, slash universe films. <laughs> um, and and this this idea was brought about from a uh, a a film that I I think both of us want to watch because I believe. Um, the month of May is a five week, a five week uh, month. Um, no, no, I was wrong. Um, because <sighs> you want to do uh, no, 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 over no. there, no. everything is all no, around. Look at it. Okay, isn't that what you were wanting to pick? Um, I was thinking because it was. I was thinking if it's a five week, that could be. But yes, um, maybe I'll pick everything over there. Here it is. I found some. Okay. Uh so anyways, that's that's the theme for next month. Um we uh we do want to uh, plug the podcast here and our uh, own podcast. Yes. Be sure if you're listening to this to go check out the Movie Draft House. Yeah, and you can uh make sure you can uh if you follow us, you can also throw even if you don't follow us. But you can throw out some suggestions for uh, monthly themes. You can throw out some, some suggestions for music for the month. Um, we appreciate uh, your feedback for all of it. Let and me ask you a question. Yeah. How do we do alternate histories? Can we do alternate histories? Like, uh, uh, Would that be an alternate universe? Yeah. Like if, uh, you know, what if Europe actually won the revolutionary war sure yeah you know Let's that sort of it. thing yeah absolutely okay all right good i can work with that a little okay more. all right um if you want to get at jeff on twitter and tell him hey man i really enjoyed your uh, other podcast and that episode oh, about uh abraham lincoln because it featured my favorite podcast voice um, yeah mark that wasn't uh, you can get at him at podcast by Jeff, and uh, you can throw him out some suggestions for uh, what next season's uh, director. That's already picked, but okay, is going to be. 
Yeah, right. We don't do themes. Well, director, I we mean, do we... themes over here. We don't cross over. But if you want to get in touch with Mark and say, "Hey, stop showing up and ruining my other front, the other podcast," Whoa. I'm just kidding, Mark. That's it's just a joke. Don't take it personal. Hey, don't break up with me and start chucking fingers at my door, <laughs> please. You can get in touch with him at I heard you liked on Twitter. Uh, you can also check out the aforementioned Spielberg chronologically and the now complete 10 week pro wrestling crash course. You can binge all 10 episodes now if you wanted to. Yeah. Um, so I want to uh, shout out the music again. So we, uh, we thank the alternative rock bands falling through April. Uh, for allowing us to use their music here on the podcast with the song over and done. Uh, make sure you hit the show notes. Uh, give them a like, follow, or subscribe. We appreciate them uh, allowing us to use their music here on the podcast. Uh, Jeff. Yeah. Anyways, you know what I'm going to do next month? I'm going to purposefully not hit the theme yeah. and then defend it like you do. Yeah. I mean, it would be a, it'd be, it'd be a change from your normal... Um, Hey, I didn't hit the theme, but also this movie sucked. So my my normal of uh, yeah, ooh, I made a mistake and owning yeah. up to my sure. okay, yeah, sure. Anyways, do you have any words of wisdom for anybody? I do. If punching a policeman is a sin, you might as well just pack up and go home. Isn't that apropos? I don't know how to feel about that. We'll see you next week. <laughs>